Hello everybody and welcome back to another week of Medisodes and today we are talking about triage. It's a term often used by TV shows and movies to heighten the stakes when the characters are trying to treat multiple patients at once, but what does it actually mean? How is it used in the real world? And what decisions are involved in this process? All of this and more we're going to be covering today in this week's episode. The term triage comes from the French verb trier, which means to separate, sort, shift or select. It's an appropriate name, as it was first used in modern medicine during the Napoleonic Wars, invented by a surgeon called Dominique Jean Larie. He treated the wounded according to the observed gravity of their injuries and the urgency for medical care, regardless of their rank or nationality. This practice was furthered during the First World War by French doctors, based on dividing victims into three categories. Those who are likely to live, regardless of what care they receive. Those who are unlikely to live, regardless of what care they receive. Those for whom immediate care may make a positive difference in their outcome. And many modern emergency medical services still use a similar model today. However, the patient processing, sorting methodology, and determination of fitness for care have all evolved into more developed and heavily researched systems. Now, a medical mass casualty incident, or an MCI, is any situation in which medical resources, such as personnel, equipment, are overwhelmed by the number and severity of casualties. Now, this may be a really small incident in a resource-limited environment, but the term's more commonly used in the context of large-scale disasters, such as the 2017 Grenfell Tower fire, the Manchester Arena bombings, or the 2001 9-11 attacks. These are situations where triage is most well known for its uses, although it is still used semi-regularly in hospital wards, especially in their emergency rooms, worldwide to handle the wide, large, and varied caseloads they face. And as medical technology has advanced, so have modern approaches to triage, which are increasingly based on scientific models, the categorization of the victims are frequently the result of triage scores based on specific physiological assessment findings. Some models, such as the MPTT24 modified physical triage tool, may just be simple flowcharts with various bars going towards different tests that the paramedic needs to carry out. Whereas others, such as the START model, are much more complex computer algorithms. Nowadays, there are even machine learning softwares used in triage. One other vital part of triage can include triage tags, prefabricated labels that are placed on each patient that serve to accomplish several objectives. To identify the patient, to bear record of assessment findings, to identify the priority of the patient's need for treatment and transport, to track the patient's progress through the triage process, and to identify additional hazards such as radioactive contamination. More advanced tagging systems incorporate special markers, as to whether or not the patients are being contaminated by these hazardous materials, or even have tear-off strips for tracking the movement of patients through the process. Some of these tracking systems are even beginning to incorporate the use of handheld computers, and in some cases, barcode scanners. Usually, triage refers to the process of prioritizing admission. A similar process can be applied to discharging patients early when the medical system is stressed, and this process being called reverse triage, so when a major wave of patients arrive to a hospital where beds are occupied by non-critical patients already, to accommodate a greater number of the new critical patients, the existing patients may be triaged and those who will not need immediate care can be discharged. 
In this talk, however, we're primarily going to be talking about regular triage. Triage is a concept, it's a very simple tool aimed at minimizing casualties in as many situations as possible. However, the way it's carried out is a point of contention, such that many countries operate using different systems. To talk more about these is Surya. Now let us look at the different triage systems used across the world. One of the most common triaging systems used is called the Manchester triage system, and it is used in the UK and some countries in Europe. The Manchester triage system was invented in England in 1994 and has since been used as a method of risk classification used in most emergency services. It was created to ensure consistency and safety in patient care. It is a five-point triage system which differs in severity. These five different points are non-urgent, standard, urgent, very urgent and immediate. Moving on to triage systems in other countries, there are a variety of different triage systems across the world. Australia and New Zealand use a five-level triage system called the Australasian triage system, which has five levels, with one being the most critical, resuscitation, and five being the least critical, which is non-urgent. Depending on the level that a patient is classified in, the time it will take them to be seen by a doctor will vary. Finland uses a four-level colour-coded triage system to triage the patients who are involved in an accident. The four levels differ in severity, with green being the least urgent, which is categorised as can wait, and the most severe is labelled as cannot wait, which is red. Black is used for deceased individuals. Germany's triage system is a five-level system which includes the level that represents a diseased patient. The most severe level in this system is called T1, which means that there is an acute danger to life. For example, if a patient has an internal hemorrhage or arterial lesions, they will be placed in the T1 level. The least severe level, excluding the deceased individuals, is T4, and patients are placed in this category if there is no or small chance of survival. For example, a patient with uncompensated blood loss will be placed in T4. Japan has a colour-coded four-level system with patients being categorised in category one if the patient is suffering from a life-threatening condition and the least severe category being category three, which is used for patients with minor injuries and do not require ambulance transport. Now let us look at examples of how COVID-19 has changed the triage system. For example, India has used different forms of triage to tackle the many problems it faces due to the COVID-19 pandemic. For example, a hospital in the state of Pune has set up a triage facility to provide oxygen to patients. This oxygen triage system is essential as oxygen supplies are very low in supply when compared to their soaring demand. This triage system therefore aims to maximise the number of people saved given the limited amount of resources of oxygen that the country has by providing oxygen to patients that most need it. Another huge problem is that healthcare facilities are being overwhelmed by the large number of COVID-19 cases in India. To tackle this problem, the southern state of Kerala have implemented the use of teleconsultations in order to ease pressure on medical services 
and aid in triaging patients based on the severity of their condition. Looking at Italy, who was one of the worst affected countries by the coronavirus in the first two months of the pandemic, they released triage guidelines which were aimed to conserve resources. Italy focused on providing treatment for younger patients who had a higher chance of surviving. Similarly, Spain also adapted their triage system due to the COVID-19 pandemic, causing a shortage of hospital beds and ventilators. Their triage protocol first reverse triaged patients out of the ICUs. They then identified those that required advanced life support and then sorted them into a priority list of those who needed immediate care. So that was a brief overview of how different triage systems in different countries work. Now on to Adrian, who will be discussing the advantages of using the triage system. Thank you. Now I'm going to be discussing some of the several advantages that come with using triage. Triage is, as mentioned before, a preliminary form of medical assessment used to determine the urgency of medical intervention and treatment. One of the key advantages of triage is that it helps healthcare practitioners to create a treatment order for their patients. In other words, triaging allows for the establishment of an order of patient treatment priority, allowing for healthcare professionals to focus their attention on the patients who are in urgent need or immediate medical attention. Hence, the likelihood of a patient dying from a lack of immediate medical attention is diminished significantly. To explain this further, I'll be using an example. will be focusing their attention on those who need attention immediately first. Only when they have cleared these patients can they focus on other patients with less severe injuries. The result of using triage is that there is a lowest possible risk of further harm caused by a lack of medical attention. This fits in with one of the key medical ethics, do no harm or non-maleficence. Triaging means that any harm that is caused by a lack of medical attention is not the fault of the medics but rather understaffing or some other problem. The medics have done all they can to ensure the well-being of all their patients, and this is the key advantage of triaging, providing a management plan that is effective and efficient. Another form of triaging, one in which the advantages are different to the aforementioned triaging in accident and emergency, is telephone triage, sometimes called nurse triage. In this, an injured person or a companion can call a hotline dedicated for this purpose. The workers at the hotline centre will be trained to gather essential information, provide crucial first steps and increase the efficiency of medical treatment. Oftentimes, the triage worker on the hotline can provide first aid steps and this may be all that is necessary to treat the patient. This helps reduce the load on accident emergency departments for there will be fewer trips there for less severe injuries. However, when further medical care is needed, the triage hotline nurse can direct the injured to the preferred facility rather than the closest. This may be the one with fewest patients so that the waiting times are less 
and will alert those at the facility selected that the patient is on their way. The hotline triage nurse will also inform the facility of the details of the injury and any relevant personal and insurance information, such as allergies, so that this information does not have to be recollected from the patient upon arrival. This speeds up the treatment process once again, and this allows for healthcare professionals to be able to treat more people in a given time. This telephone triage system brings not only advantages to the healthcare system, but also to the common workplace. One of those is that it reduces litigation, that is, legal action, and insurance claims. This is because effective medical treatment reduces the risk of further injury, so there is lesser scope for insurance claims, since injuries are less severe, and less reason for legal action, as a company is acting in the best possible way to help the injured employee. Providing immediate, skilled and compassionate medical triage can allow a company to experience up to a 20% reduction in reported claims and total claims cost savings of up to 30%. Calls to the medical triage hotline can also be recorded by the company and this helps with case documentation, quality assurance and fraud deterrence. This record of medical triage allows for the company to know exactly what was said on the medical triage call to determine if a claim that medical treatment and attention was insufficient is valid. The financial benefits brought by triage are more applicable to the countries where medical treatment is privatised and paid for by the patient, such as the United States of America. In these countries, frequent injury claims by employees may cost the employers a great amount more than is necessary, and so the financial benefits of telephone triage are essential. To summarise, the main key benefit of using triage is that it allows for more efficient management of the limited resources hospitals have to treat patients. Prioritising those in urgent need of medical attention increases their chances of survival and means that the healthcare service is doing good for all people, not just some. This is, one might argue, a utilitarian approach because the healthcare service is for all people, not just some. Triage is also an effective way of increasing the effectiveness of treatment of workers in the workplace. In this case, telephone triage was the example given, for example, in a construction site. And this leads to reduced insurance claims and less chance of an employee taking legal action against a certain company. Overall, this leads to better employee satisfaction, cheaper costs for the employer, and better healthcare for everyone. Now, I'll hand over to Shrey, who'll be talking about some of the disadvantages of using triage. So while triage is a very important tool when trying to assess patients, it's not perfect. For starters, it takes time to triage patients. And if there's a really busy NE ward, this can limit the time that medics have to treat patients. This might be a minor problem if the triage was done effectively. But a study by the University of New Mexico has shown there's great variability in what category patients are put in, depending on who is triaging them. In a study done by the university, they assessed the variability between nurses, physicians, and a computer program in triaging. After comparing all three groups' decision-making, after the patients had had proper medical evaluation and management, they showed all three groups were not very good at predicting 
whether a patient needed admission. And this is a key problem with triaging. Although there are certain objective criteria, it is up to the medic to decide which category that patient falls in. Further to this, there's a wide range of injuries within a category. And while it's easy to compare injuries of a similar nature, comparing a potential concussion to a broken leg and prioritizing who should get treatment might be very difficult. Although triage aims to reduce deaths, it can actually lead to higher death tolls, particularly in high-risk situations with many casualties. This is because more risky patients, which have a lower chance of survival, are prioritized over those that with less severe injuries that may have a greater chance of survival. And this, in some cases, can, lead to, can be statistically invalid and dangerous. Further to this, the triage system does not account for the size of incidents. The same triage system is used whether you have 50 patients, 500 patients, or 5,000 patients, and it doesn't regard the resources available to the hospital on which resources would most effectively lead to the least number of deaths. There's also the effect of immediate treatment. For some conditions, immediately treating someone will have a much greater effect on a survival. And by putting patients into wide categories, we may be missing patients that could be saved, but are not because medics don't get to them in time. Overall, triage is a very useful tool that doctors have. And it's very interesting how the different countries use different triage methods. Okay, so we've obviously discussed a lot about the advantages and disadvantages of triage and gone over how it's used in different countries. But where do you guys think triage is most effectively used right now in the world? I think as Surya touched on, triage is most effective in places where there is a high demand for medical attention and services are unable to cope. And COVID-19 is an extremely good example of this especially with the countries were at their peak, such as Italy last year or India now. Triage is an effective way to make sure that those who need attention the most get it the fastest. So I think that's where triaging is really effective. Also, um, triaging mainly originated, I believe, from in the military in trying to make sure that the most number of soldiers could survive. And I think in these kind of crisis situations, triaging can be really useful in prioritizing who should get treatment, especially as time is of the essence. Now, just hypothetically, do you think that triage, because it's created for these sort of emergency situations, do you think that it could be detrimental if it's used in non-emergency situations? because it makes doctors and medical staff work too quickly or overlook certain factors. So the main aim of triaging is to make sure that as many patients can be saved. And I think this is only applicable to emergency situations where quick decisions have to be made so that the resources, the medical resources that the hospital has is used as effectively as possible to save as many lives. So I think that triaging is only suitable for uh, emergency situations but 
I don't think it would be suitable for other situations where there is more time to think about how best to treat each individual patient. And just on that point, so triage obviously focuses on saving those who can be saved. Do you think it's maybe unfair that they don't try and save people who they think have a lower chance of being saved? Or on the opposite side, do they don't give treatment to everyone at the same time? I think where triaging is used, it's usually not in an ideal situation where either way people are going to die. There's no way where you can save everyone. And I believe that the most ethical thing to do is to save as many people as possible. And if that means sacrificing some people who are the least chance of survival, then that's worth it if you can save more people. You could also say that prioritising those who have the least amount, least chance of survival is important because they are the ones who need medical attention first. For example, in the situation of the accident emergency ward that I was talking about, if it is overwhelmed, then it would be more fitting to treat someone who's suffering from heart attack, for example, than someone with a broken bone, because it's unlikely that someone with a broken bone is going to die in the near future but heart attacks can develop complications really quickly. So in that case, triaging is an important way in which we can prioritise medical treatment to target as many people to save as many lives as possible. So I think that's it for today's episode. As you can see, we've gone into triage in all its depth, looked at it across various countries and from various angles. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, we'd really appreciate if you subscribed hit like on the video and left a comment down below. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next week.